This podcast is sponsored by CDO Group, the industry leader providing a full range of construction and project management services. CDO Group has managed thousands of projects in all 50 states. Their group of experts provide systems, processes, and procedures to make sure that your projects turn over on time and on budget every single time. With over 24 years of experience, CDO Group is the industry's leader in construction management and general contracting services. To find them, go to cdogroup.com. Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montategi, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Future Development Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montategi. You're going to love today's show. I've got Lila Morgan with Amarel. They are the largest, fastest hotel remodeling company in the world. The work that they do is quite impressive. Remodeling while guests are still living in it. You're going to love this conversation with that. Let's give a big warm welcome to Lila Morgan. You know, Lila, I am so excited about having you. I'm grateful that you're joining me today. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity and excited to discuss the future of development of the hospitality industry. You know, there is so much going on coming out of a pandemic and really looking at the way that we're reshaping America and, and especially hotels across the country. So many things we've learned going through a pandemic and how to handle uh, rooms and, and stuff. You know, as, as we get into that, really start to look at where the future of the hotel room is. And as you guys are on the front of that, right, you guys are really Really on the, on the really on the leading edge of where the hotel world is going, you know you, the amount of hotel rooms that you change. Uh, but before I get into that, I want to know more about you and your company. Let's take it back a little bit. How did you guys get into the hospitality creation? Sure, absolutely. So Amarel Systems has actually been around since 1985. And what happened is the owner and founder of the company, Alan Shaw had a relationship with an architect out of Buffalo, New York at that time. And it just happened to be that that architect was doing all of the work for IHG hotels. And at that time, holiday inns were all the rage and they were all exterior corridor properties. So all the doors were on the outside. So there was a lot of railing at that time that was needed. And Alan saw a need in that industry and said, hey, I can do that. My company can do that. Hence the rail in Amarel. And we really just started from that, from that relationship with IHG, doing all of the railing for Holiday Inns around the entire country. And the company's grown from there. We're now at 2,400 projects complete, 49 states nationwide. Alaska is the only state we haven't worked in. So if you have a listener that has a hotel in Alaska, we'd love to talk to you. But no, and, and ever since that, ever since the railing of the Holiday Inns, we've really grown and evolved with the hotel industry. There's a lot of properties that we've worked on for 20 years and just have seen so many different renovations and design elements happen all throughout that time. You know, it's amazing. As I talk to entrepreneurs across the country, I get one thing. It's it's never, you know, hey, I set out to be exactly this. It's It starts off with, I did this. And then had an opportunity and a lot like a sweater, right? You pull a little string and it starts to unwind and unwind and where it takes us, uh, it's never known, right? Where you, all of a sudden you're down this path and now you're remodeling, you went from doing railings to remodeling hotels. And it's a matter of just saying yes, right? Take it on, take it on. Sometimes I call it throwing our keys over the fence, right? I throw my keys over the fence and now I have to go get them, right? I, a customer needs something and I see an opportunity to go do it. 
And the people that uh, I work with will say, all right, let's go, let's go knock that off. And that's been some of the biggest opportunities for our growth is that uh, we just take a risk and go somewhere that someone needs something and unwind it, right? Absolutely. And I think that that really kind of speaks to our history. We were doing exteriors and now we do interiors of properties. And really it's one of those things of, yes, you have this need. We're not 100% sure, but we're going to figure it out for you and we're going to do that. And I think the best, most successful companies have that spirit, that spirit of, I'm not really sure how it's going to fit, how it's all going to end up, but let's go and do it. And it's that teamwork and ingenuity and everything that really makes the company successful and grow and evolve. And Amarel has done all of those things. And it's been a great, great opportunity to be a part of and really an honor on a personal level, just to see that evolution of the industry and the company. You know, I have watched, uh, you myself have, have gone through different uh, iterations of an entrepreneur. You know, we take on, you know, I remember the first time uh, one of the big hamburger brands said to us, hey, we want you to be a GC. And, uh, you know, at the time we were a project management company and they said, look, we need to bring on a lot more GCs. We need you guys to be able to help us figure this out. And we went and had, I remember we pulled ourselves aside and we started talking about it and it was scary, right? You're a little scared, like, oh my God, I'm going to take this big jump. But some of the most exciting times as an entrepreneur have been in those, those meetings where we invented out of nothing and the excitement of as a group for doing this. And then it just took, you know, constant uh, work, right? Constant thought on it, you know, and I'm sure that's the same thing that happened with your group, right? You, you have this opportunity relationship with, with an architect and all of a sudden you start to exploit on that. Tell me a little bit about how that happens. Sure. So, I mean, I think that in any good business, it is networking, right? It's who you know, it's just making, you may not make a connection. I may meet you today and you may not, we may not have anything for each other in a business standpoint at that moment, but it's really making those relationships that, oh, okay, in the back of my head, I know so-and-so has a GC company that they absolutely can come and help us on this project, or you just keep seeing each other and you keep in touch and really that networking. And I think that that's huge in hospitality, not only on the GC and construction side, but also on a corporate level as well. Everyone's really in this together. And I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, oh, we're all in this together, but truly in the hospitality industry, I have seen that firsthand. And that's really how the evolution of meeting an architect going to oh, okay, we've done 2,400 hotel renovations happens. That's great. You know, I think there's a, a lot of great stuff that comes from that conversation, right? Hey, I, we need each other to support what we're about to get done. And, you know, in the relationships I've had with brands, that's exactly what it is. They need something and I'm, and I'm willing to go there with them and they will help coach me along the way. They want our success as much as uh, we want to be successful and we want to do that. And, and in partnership, you start to ask each other, all right, how are we going to do this to get this to happen? And I'm, I'm sure that's how it happens with those first uh, first uh, ho- hotel remodels, right? So talk to me a little bit about that evolution. You go from railings, now you have this opportunity to really grow uh, the service that you provide. Tell me how that happens. So it is almost exactly what you said. And in fact, we went through another phase of that earlier in this year. So the pandemic obviously happened really crippled the industry for a little bit. There was a lot of staffing changes within corporate brands. And we took that opportunity to go to our partners at the corporate level and say, what can we do to help you? And that's how the real evolution changed. Is that not, hey, give us business? It's no, 
what can we do to help you at this time? We know you have owners that are unsure about financing. We know you have property improvement plans that you're not sure about timing. We know that there are a lot of different aspects happening. And really at the end of the day, our job was to be there for them and say, what can we do to assist you? And just being there for them has then allowed us to be a better partner and grow and be given more opportunities by our willingness to help. That's great. No, the, uh, uh, you know, being willing to go down there asking to serve how I can serve more, you know, that, that art is lost in, in a lot of today's business, right? Today, people are looking to, you know, uh, money, 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 money. And the art of serving, Right and be really and really creating that connection. I think that happens on a human level as well, right? On 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 just on the relationship level, how can I serve others? Right? There's a there's kind of a generation of of self kind of selfishness that that, that uh, you know we've supported, and I, I find that where I can be of service to others, not just in life and look and reach over to other men and say, hey, you know, what's going on with you? How's that going on? Same thing with my business partners, right? As I look across there and say, all right, how can we serve you better? Not just how can we make money off of you, but how can we really serve you better? And, uh, you know, start to look for those opportunities and knowing those brands really well because we've listened to them. We've, we've been there with them. And, and uh, now you guys start to, now this is what's really amazing for me. You, your, your, the work that you do is not small. You guys are essentially moving an entire circus, right? I mean, the, your, your remodel teams are not small. You're moving out to a, another spot in the world and you're going to set up camp there with an entire team of people that you move there. You know, I, I, I was, we were talking pre-show and talking about moving the circus. Right, you've got the lions, the elephants, the the tigers. You got to move the tents and all the stuff out to another marketplace to do that. Uh, how do you start to unravel and figure out how, who goes first, what goes for second? Absolutely. Well, we don't have a uh, train yet. Maybe that'll be the next stage. We're going to circus train and actually move that way. But uh, <laughs> maybe we have a convoy. That's about about the best we can do now. But no, it is. It, we're very fortunate enough to have a world class team of project managers and super advisors and our own director of construction has been with the company for well over 20 years. So we have a, a good tenured group with us and it really all comes down to organization and efficiency with a sprinkling of flexibility. So we do have software systems that allow us to keep very close track of project schedules and personnel. Yet at the same time, we have to be able to mobilize teams and change plans fairly quickly. And that usually happens more with weather. Some of our products aren't, aren't able to be applied unless it's a certain temperature, you're gonna have storms, you're going to have just different situations that are out of our control. So really we rely on that organization, our software systems that help us track when FF&E is coming in, when we know an engineer might be able to be on site for inspections, when we know our painting team may arrive, just all of those organizational pieces kind of fit together to build out that show. And it's really great and exciting to be a part of. And, you know, they're road warriors. They're on the road four or five, six days a week and home for one or two and back out. 
and I have great respect for our team, but that's kind of the advantage of using our own project managers and our own work crews is being able to have that flexibility to mobilize quickly when needed. You know, as you move, you know, this is interesting for me, as you move that team out to a new location, right? And how do you keep their, you know, their way from home, their traveling, oftentimes in different cities, right? And keeping them healthy, keeping them excited, uh, moving that team out there so that uh, uh, they stay in peak performance, right? What do you guys do to maintain that? I think that that starts honestly with staffing. We do try and staff the right people. You can teach people a lot of things, but you have to hire the right kind of person. So I think we that goes back to, I use the phrase world-class team. And that's really true. Our project managers genuinely care about what they're doing, care about their teams. Now, is it all happiness and rainbows? No, that's that's just not reality. But I do think it's that building out those teams that work together and being able to recognize when maybe you need to make those changes. But the core morale and teamwork within those individual teams is really what keeps them motivated and together. And also, how great is it you're doing this project where it's just going from a rendering and you're seeing it in real time transform into this modern, beautiful property based on your work. Like That's very rewarding in on in of itself. Yeah, you know, I, I find our, our teams that do well with traveling, they love watching the the instant gratification of a development of a project, right? Being able to see it go from 2D on plans to 3D in completion. There's something about, uh, you know, taking it from picture, a picture to actual production that they love. And then, uh, you know, there's another part about, about, you know, people that are on the road that kind of build a camaraderie with each other. Right, it's kind of like a, a band of a, a circus group going out, you know, or, or doing a show, or or a group of actors that go on do a show, or or military people that go on fight a battle. Uh, you know, there's a there's a there's a certain camaraderie that happens with them that uh, brings a closeness to them, and as they work together in these foreign lands, and uh, you know, trying to achieve something, it, it you know, building those teams and having people that are team players, uh, you know, I think that's really important. Absolutely. I mean, I think nothing bonds a crew together like the shared trauma of being on a swing stage in 40 mile per hour winds, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Really, I think you're just in the trenches and you have the those those experiences together that do allow you to not only you work hard, but you are able to step back and see the fruits of your labor in in what you're doing. So Leila Morgan, when you start, when you start with the franchisee, right? When you fr start with the franchisee, where do you start, right? You, you, you get the phone call, ring, ring, ring. Hey, I got a hotel I need remodeled. Where does it start? Absolutely. First, it's just the information gathering. Do you own the property? If you don't own the property, are you looking to buy? If you do, do you have a PIP? So do you already have your property improvement plan from the corporate brand. That's really the roadmap that's going to tell us exactly what we need to do. Also, just simple questions such as, do you have drawings? If you don't have drawings, do you have an architect you're working for to create those drawings? Do you need us to assist you with that? Do you have renderings? Kind of seeing exactly where they are in the process. Because of our reputation, we have so many different calls. So we have some ownership groups that call us and they're already been approved by the brands and they have their permit set, draw, permit set drawings and they have their engineers they're working with and they just need us to come in as an actual GC capability. 
Whereas we have some less sophisticated owners that only own one or two hotels or they're thinking of buying their first hotel. And we take that opportunity to really circle their project and help them through that entire process. And, and sometimes that even means getting them in contact with someone at a brand level. They maybe have not even done that and they're looking to purchase a hotel. So it's really a fact-finding mission when someone first contacts us. Again, it goes back to that, what can we do to help you? It, it's really that. So what we can do for one person to help them may be different from the other. So now you, you get the ho- you get the hotel owner or the potential hotel owner and you start to find out what they want to do and you start to break down the parts and pieces of it. And how do you decide and how do you start to order? What, what does that timeline look like as you're putting together the program? Sure, that's a lot on brand requirements and then also phases. So is this something that they would like to do the interiors first or is this something where perhaps they just need exterior work? And that's when our team, our project management team really can look at that and say, we know the permitting is going to take this amount of time we know that unfortunately right now FF&E's lead times are increased. So maybe we need to, instead of six to eight weeks, we need to leave 14 to 16 weeks for this. So it's really that old old fashioned project management where we have to lay everything out, see where the pieces fit together and go forward from there. It does normally, I will say, start with just the basic, let's get your design together, let's get your proposal, get everything agreed on contract and then we'll go for brand approval and that's where our experience and relationships at corporate brand level helps us the most because we can help owners get their designs approved quite quickly just based on those approvals so now you've guys got corporate approval you've got budget approval now you're, you're it's time to it's time to giddy up and go you move the circus out there you move the the whole team out there you get the lions the tigers the giraffes you got the whole team out there on the on the, in the field and you're starting to unwind, start to start day one. You know, I, I find that in our business, you know, as we, you know, you guys bring a team out there. Are you, are you also encompassing some of the local people in, in that, uh, in, in the work you're doing out there? Absolutely. And that's just for really cost efficiency for the owner. It may be more cost efficient for us to own a local, sorry, for us to use a local painter that we've used before or a civil engineer that's based in that state that already has their license in that state. It's really individual properties. But yes, we do use local resources if it's more cost effective for the owner. Nice. So now you have to interact. You you brought your own team out there, but now you've got some local performers, right? And now you have to interact Mm -hmm. with them and and you you may or may not have some past history with them. So you you know the people that you're playing with. And now you've got day one and you're on day one and you get you start getting rolling on, on the project. How do you keep it and how do you figure out, you know, especially with hotel rooms, right? I mean, you're, you're in probably one of the most sensitive remodel businesses, you know, food and hotels are are probably the the most sensitive uh, remodel components for, you know, to, to work in and, you know, really, really difficult. How do you, how do you make, you know, how do you prevent the guests from coming downstairs going, I heard him jackhammering at, you know, 6am. Well, that was going to be my actual response is what you don't like jackhammering at 6 a.m. when you're trying to sleep in on your business trip. That was actually going to be my response. Get up. Too, but, Get um, up. <laughs> yeah, no, where that comes into is we have an amazing support team, myself included in the sales side. We have a marketing team and we work kind of on the other ends of the construction element of a project where we work directly with property management. We want to ensure that we work 
at the best time for that specific location. That's just guest sensitivity. So we're going to schedule major work around lower occupancy times and make it a priority to be as least disruptive as possible. So if we have a hotel where we're doing an interior and exterior and they know they have a giant convention coming in next week, we're not going to close off a floor of their rooms. We're going to start with something like, okay, let's power wash and do the repaint because we know we can do that before your big group gets here and kind of be working around what's best for that property. And that's where we think we really shine as well as the relationship with the property management and making sure that we're doing what's best for their individual specific property. Nice. So you're, you you look at the property, you figure out, all right, here's where their demographic or here's how their, their facility operates best. And now you're looking at it and you're breaking down the parts. You know, you've got, you're operating in remodeling hotels rooms on one floor while they're operating the hotel on another floor and you're trying to make it look like there's nothing going on. That's a pretty, that's a pretty tough trick, right? I mean, you've got lions and tigers and, and drafts going off on one floor and on the other floor, you got people sleeping. Right. Well, we do tend to work hours when people are not necessarily in their rooms. So whether that would be, depending on the clientele of the hotel and the property, you know, it might be 10 to 6 is the time that we're working or we're working six days a week to make sure that we can get the project done as quickly as possible it's when that relationship comes into play is okay your specific clientele are they business travelers that they're out the door at 8 a.m and we can start at 8 30 or do you have more more family traveling happening where they tend to sleep in and enjoy the amenities and they're not gone until 9 or 9 30. that's just that good relationship depending when, yeah, when can we open up the circus? When can we have everything start? It just depends on what's happening at, at the property. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're moving plumbing and jackhammering, that's one set of yeah. criteria. And if you're, if you're doing paint and wallpaper, that's probably another whole set. Um, you know, as uh, in, in today's market right now, like you, you were talking about before, materials and the delays in materials, how's that affect, affecting, you know, uh, your business? Sure, the... The main thing is shipping times. Uh, we've been fortunate enough. I know that there were some material pricing that went up that's starting to stabilize a little bit. We're seeing that now more and more. So the main thing is, is it's just delaying when we actually receive the item. So instead of, I think I mentioned it previously, a six to eight week lead time, we're looking more between 12 or 14 to 16 weeks. And that just goes back into the project management where we have to adjust on our end for that. But we've not really seen necessarily scarcity or any inability of, to be able to get material. It's just more lead times. Nice. You know, the um, the scarcity of lead of, of lead time, as, as that affects our overall budget uh, timing, right? You're looking at this thing and, you know, one component can really throw off the whole, the whole dynamic completing a room, you, you know, you know, looking at that and making sure that we get those components in a, in, in a timely fashion so that all of a sudden I don't have a, I don't have a component where I can't reopen a room, right? That's gotta be, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, making all of our hearts pitter patter as we get these rollouts. For sure. And, Worst case scenario, if we get something before, we could always use storage solutions. And if we know, all right, this has to go in the room before this aspect, we can utilize storage just to make sure that we have everything in the most efficient order to install. No, that's great. You know, the, uh, so let me ask you this. What's your favorite part of your business? Oh, I, oh, it sounds so just cliche. I love meeting people. I love meeting 
hotel owners and brand representatives and just the the way that they speak of the industry with passion. There is genuine care bet- behind hotel owners and what they're doing and and property of of general managers of properties. They legitimately care and want their guests to have a good experience. And it's really, that's my favorite part is being able to meet all these people and help them ensure that they're doing what they love, which is making sure that the guest experience is as best as it could be for their property. That's awesome. You you know, the um, getting a guest experience, I I always find out that whenever I can serve people in a way that, you know, exceeds their expectation, right? We, we, we go in as a team, we do something really, I mean, it's construction, a remodel in a, in a hotel is not, not disruptive. I mean, it takes a lot from the team and the brand to go through this evolution. It's, it's sometimes you're changing flags. Sometimes you're, you know, so there's not just the design changes, but now we've got operational changes that come in. We got a whole new team of people that are coming in judging us uh, during this period, right? A lot of that really affects their relationship. Correct. Uh, just the, Apologize. You're asking about the construction relationship aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, How that impacts. Yeah, you're looking at uh, the brand that we're working for as they're going through this evolution, uh, right? They may be changing flags. They may go from one 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 flag to another flag while you're while you're remodeling while you're, while you're remodeling the, uh, their brand. Correct, and that conversions is something that we do quite often. And that really kind of speaks to the ultimate goal. So our ultimate goal is to making sure that we are developing a long lasting relationship with the hotel owner, but also more so making sure the end product is an increased rev par of their hotel investment. We want to make sure that what we're doing makes them more money. And the other thing with construction that we do that I think really sets us apart is we try not to, yes, it's frustrating for ownerships, for guests, Construction is not necessarily, it's not clean, it's not quiet, but it's a necessary situation you have to go through. So what we do at Amarel is we actually market, we work with the teams at the specific property and we do a marketing packet. And as the renovation is happening, we post updates to our social media. We talk to their social media team, ensure that we're giving them drone footage, photography, just things to keep the positivity, to keep the focus on the positive aspects of the construction. Like, look what's happening. You have a great renovation coming up. I think that's awesome. You know, you know if, if you can paint the picture and say, hey, look, it's worth the, it's going to be worth what you're going through, right? If operations can really feel that, hey, this may be a little bit of, t- it's a little tough to get through now, but what you'll know is that it's well worth it. Because here, this is the end of what, what you're going through right now. This this is what, you know, um, you know, for some of the brands we work with, we've had remodel programs where we actually name it. Like I remember uh, when we were doing Boston Market, we we, we, we called the, the remodel brand Rolling Thunder, right? You're going to get Rolling Thunder. And and the operations managers, you'd go in there and you'd talk to operations. They're like, all right, I've been through remodels before. And this just means that, you know, my customer account's going to be down. People are going to be in my way. You're going to mess up my Coke machine. It's just, you know, they, ah, right. But as soon as we said to them, you're getting rolling thunder, right? And it sounded like this, this new thing you're getting. And, and here's what it's going to look like. Here's how special rolling thunder is. They got excited about it, right? It really be, it made it something special. And by the way, your customer is going to love the new look, right? It's going to feel great to them. It's going to inspire a new group of customers to come in and your numbers are going to grow because of that now it's your opportunity to really capture some new people. And, uh, you know, th- when we make it that way, that's like you talked about, right? When you, when you can make it, and I think that's what Amerrill, you guys do such a great job of 
painting the picture, exciting them, make it easy for a hotel operator to go through this transition, right? It, it really makes it special for them. And on the backside of it, hey, this is what you're going to get and it's well worth it, right? So painting that picture and getting the uh, owner operator and the, and the, uh, and the team uh, to go through a tough transition. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of one of the things that a, a part of my job that I do love is working with the hotels to market that transition, market this renovation and change. And we do a lot of social media work, especially with geolocation tagging. So if somebody searches Lowellville, Kentucky, it may come up with, oh, this property we're renovating and look at this. And someone may just be browsing for their next trip and happen to see, oh, look at this really cool hotel that there's, that this is going to be brand new. We should stay there. We really try and use all of those social media kind of tricks of the trade to our advantage to help the property out, go through those times of, of the transitional time of construction to focus the entire time on the greatness at the end of that project. That's great. You know, the, um, as we're seeing, uh, you know, we went through a little bit of a change with the pandemic and, and hotels took a, a big brunt of that pain, right? People stopped traveling. There was a lot of room counts were down. A lot of these remodel programs are now pent up and now you're starting to get ready to see a whole plethora of them come at you, right? And uh, you and I were talking that you guys are hiring now faster than ever, looking for those right people in preparation for what's coming down the road. Yes, uh, we definitely, it's not the first, whereas it may have been the most catastrophic to the industry, it's not the first downturn in the hospitality industry that Amarel has seen, unfortunately. And what we know is that we've taken this opportunity to increase our staff and really best prepare to be a good renovation partner for when those times are up. The brands keep extending due dates for renovations or they're lowering scopes, but eventually that bubble is going to burst and there's going to be a massive need for everyone to have their renovations done within the same 12 to 24 months. And we want to make sure that we can, you know, put our hands up and say, hey, we're here, we're experienced, we've, we've staffed up, we're ready to go what can we do for you? Let's do this. Awesome. You know, as we start to look at some of the new stuff that's coming out of the pandemic, the, some of the stuff that we've learned, uh, touchless hotel rooms, uh, some of the technology that you're learning, some of the stuff that we learned from the pandemic, uh, what, are, what are you guys coming out of the pandemic with? Yeah, what's interesting is that it's almost similar to what we were seeing before. So what we were seeing before was already a little bit of a turn towards more green energy, more efficient properties, more smart technology in rooms. We were already starting to see that more mobile apps for companies, for hotel brands. We were seeing that before. And this really just kind of pushed the entire industry into moving towards that a little bit you know, in a faster way. And so what we are really seeing is we're seeing a lot more tech. So overall, just a contactless experience, grab and go food options, or even higher end vending machines. I know that Marriott has two properties in the Maryland area where they debuted a pilot program for contactless grab and go marketplaces. That was at two Fairfield hotels by Marriott in the Baltimore area. And that concept just, you know, what, what do our guests want now? And I think that's the thing that coming out of the pandemic, there's more focus on what the guests want. What is the experience that they want? And just the quick development of mobile apps, we've seen so many companies. I know a few companies such as Hilton 
had already established an excellent mobile experience. But I think now almost every single major brand realizes that that has to be in their arsenal to be able to assist with guest experience moving forward. We're seeing a plethora of, of mobile uh, technology hitting the guests. You, you've got from the touchless uh, entering of your room to the communication with the guests throughout their stay, uh, uh, mobile concierge service, you know, look, hey, are you looking for a place for dinner? Uh, what's the genre you were looking for? The ability for uh, electronic concierge to give people uh, ideas and, and things to do, checking out electronically, uh, you know, be able to find every everything they need in, in, in an experiential way that's it's so much easier to, to to use than, you know, just a Google Maps where, you know, where, where they've got some insight and intel that makes it feel like the hotel's got some special stuff they're giving you uh, through that. And there are also, you know, ways to book their spas, way to, or, or, you know, uh, set up for dinner that night. Uh, all of the insights and experiences that you weren't getting from just a hotel room a little while ago. And it's really not costing the hotel that much more. They're, and they're getting a lot of data from that, understanding their guests a lot smarter uh, when they're checking in, how they're checking in, uh, when they're making decisions about uh, uh, hotel rooms and being able to really make their marketing uh, more targeted to support that and uh, finding other means of generating some revenue through that uh, through that technology. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, a lot of industries are experiencing staffing shortages at this mm. time. The hospitality industry is on the front end of that, there's been a lot of struggles. You see a lot of owners who are really rolling up their sleeves and working the front desk and working housekeeping and all these different things. But I think that working smarter within those digital playgrounds, if you will, is going to help with that because you're you're giving a service and you're making sure that you have that top level service to your guests, but without the, nece the necessity of having a full complete staff that you would have previously. Yeah, definitely doing more with less is the key mantra everybody's talking about. So, um, you know, I'm excited. I, I love having you guys on. I know you're busy. I know that, that uh, you guys got a lot going on and I, I am grateful uh, that you took a few minutes to talk to our guests and talk to uh, our podcast audience. I'd love to get some more of your insight. Sure, I would love to see some of the projects uh, as you guys are going through uh, some of the new stuff you're working on and uh, get out in the field and do a field one with you. Uh, you know, one of these days because I think it's it's really amazing the amount of what you do as a company, what Merrill Rail does as a company and moving that entire team to locations and the services that you deliver for your customers. Lila, it is, it is I, I'm grateful and excited about uh, broadcasting this one to, uh, to the world. So uh, thanks for jumping on here with us today. Yeah, thanks for allowing the time for me to come and discuss. And I'm definitely bullish on travel. I think it's going to come back. And I think that we have nothing but positive things to look forward to in the hotel industry. I feel the same way. I think what's coming in front of us, you know, people uh, have had the experience of being locked in their house. Now they're pent up and ready to get out there and see it. I know my family is. I know they're out there. Uh, uh, there's some pent up trips that uh, they want to get out and see. So uh, it's exciting. And uh, we've all learned to travel a little bit safer. And hopefully that will uh, uh, lead to uh, kind of a rebirth in, in, in travel and travel excitement. So thanks for jumping on the show with us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Montategi. Always looking for people to bring insight into the industry. Finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.